Hello all, welcome to today's episode of the Made For More podcast. It's me, Ali, your host, and uh, today we're going to be talking all around goal setting and the power of goal setting, but more importantly, goal getting. So today's episode is all around how do we set and achieve goals, and I'm sharing with you some of the tools and tricks that I use myself and also with my clients around setting, but more importantly, achieving goals goals. Uh, Let's dive on in. Welcome to the Made For More podcast. I'll be sharing my experiences along with some actionable advice to take your leadership to the next level. Introducing your host, it's me, Ali Nitschke. I'm a leadership and courageous conversations expert, a Nutella lover, a mother of four young boys, a wife and a dance floor junkie. I'm here to give you the motivation you need to level up, lead yourself, lead your team and your business. Let's go. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Made for More podcast. Today, I really wanted to talk a little bit around uh, goal setting. So it is the beginning of a new financial year, which means it's the beginning of a month. Uh, I am recording this on a Monday, which is my favorite day of the week. And you know what? It's a good day to have a good day. Uh, but more and more recently, I've been speaking with my clients, uh, with some of their teams around goal setting. So how do we set ourselves up for success to make sure that we can get where we want to be going uh, by the time that we want to get there. And uh, there is a famous saying that says we often overestimate what we can do in 12 months and underestimate what we can do in five years. And uh, I was reflecting on that this morning before I hit record. And uh, interestingly, Made for More, my company is going to be celebrating its fifth birthday uh, next month, which is very exciting because uh, if you pay attention to any of the small business and consultancy stats, it means we've finally made it. Hurrah. Uh, But more importantly, it's just amazing to reflect on what we have achieved here at Made for More over the last five years. But more importantly, what are we going to do? in the next five. And there are some big goals in place, both for me personally, as well as for the team and the business. And uh, I love taking my family on a goal setting adventure as well. Uh, Kids are amazing at goal setting because they don't have any of that imposter syndrome and the, oh my goodness, what about if I can't do it? They're like, yeah, why don't we just set the goal? Even if it is remarkable, let's go for it. Uh, So today I wanted to really share some of the the techniques around goal setting, some of the tools that you can use uh, if you are not a natural goal setter. So I thought we would jump into that today. Uh, this is part of our season five, which is all around leadership your way. And this segment is called Ali Speaks. So just me today, uh, you're welcome. And next time we'll have another guest as well. Uh, but what I really wanted to share is, uh, I guess, a bit of background around goal setting as well. Uh, so for many of you who know my story, whether you've he- heard me speak on stages at conferences or perhaps in a training room uh, somewhere, or even you've been an OG listening to the podcast right from from the get-go, you will know that my background was in dance. So I used to be a professional ballet dancer uh, before I hit 
my real corporate career and had to go and get a J-O-B. But before that was really when I started goal setting. And I didn't know that that's what it was uh, at the time. Uh, it's only upon reflection in hindsight, as so often we have the clarity, that I now recognize that actually I've been a goal setter since since way back when. Uh, and as I was thinking about this and sharing this story with you, uh, there was a real distinct period of time that comes to mind. I've written it about it in uh, Rise of the Courageous Leader And I've also written about it more recently uh, and in more detail and depth in Grunt, Grit and Grace, which is lessons in leadership from the dance room dance floor to the boardroom. I have to practice my pitch on that. Uh, So Grunt, Britain, Grace, Lessons in Leadership from the Dance Floor to the Boardroom. And that is really all around uh, how transferable the skills are that I learned through all my years of dance and how they're serving well and very so many synergies uh, around dancing and leadership these days as well. So if you want to um, check out the in-depth version of some of these stories, goal setting, performance, resilience, all of those types of things, uh, be sure to listen in because I'll be doing a little intro to Grunt, Grit and Grace in the next couple of weeks. But back to the story, Ali, don't get distracted. Uh, When I was thinking about goal setting, I remember a distinct period of time. I think I was about 14 or 15. Uh, I was still obviously at school, uh, but I was dancing probably, you know, 30-ish hours a week after school weekends. And I was involved in a youth uh, dance company then as well here in Adelaide in my hometown. And uh, I distinctly remember getting my clean sheet of paper or my clean diary uh, at the beginning of the year, because that's where I like to set all my goals from a calendar year. Now in business, I do sort of quarterly, annual, as well as um, financial year goals. So you do what works for you, leave the rest, you know the, you know the drill. Um, but what I was reflecting on is I had my, my brand new diary uh, for the start of the calendar year, which was very exciting because I got to sort of plan my entire year. As a 14, 15-year-old, I had my coloured highlighters. I probably had some smelly gel pens. You know, it was a whole vibe. And uh, I used to put in my calendar all of my dance lessons because they stayed the same throughout the entire uh, year, which was lovely. And then I'd sort of fill in the gaps between then as well if we had any sort of family holidays and, of course, school assignments and those types of things. Uh, but I distinctly remember getting to a bit of a crossroads as uh, as most angsty teenagers do at age uh, 14. And I remember going, I'm not sure if I'm good enough to keep going with this ballet thing or whether it's time to to hang up the boots. So I'm going to give myself a year. I'm going to go hang on, hammer and tong at it and I'm going to give it an RHG, which is a red hot go, uh, and see where we get to. So my whole goal for um, that particular year was am I going to get to the end of the year and have improved or are we going to stagnate uh, as well? And my my measure for that was we had a big annual competition that happened every single year, uh, the Shaketi Medal Awards, they were called, and it was really the only competition that I did uh, in that sort of era of of my time, but it was very much a measure. And the previous year, I'd been awarded an honourable mention, which was like fourth fourth place, fourth, fifth, sixth, um, not not first, second or third, but an honourable mention. And it was the first time that I'd been sort of recognised outside of my own studio as uh, performing well. And I thought, well, you know what, I need a little bit more of that dopamine. How can we get a bit more of that? And uh, my next measure for when I was 14 and I was filling in my diary was going, okay, well, I need to either get an honourable mention, at least an honourable mention uh, for this year's competition or that's the measure to say I'm not succeeding and it's time to time to go. Uh, in hindsight, obviously, that's quite a tragic 
goal to have because it's very reliant on someone else's opinion. Nevertheless, stick with me for this. So uh, I was sitting there in January uh, in in summertime. My family used to camp at uh, a caravan park. So I was sitting there in the sun, uh, probably bronzed up from spending way too much time in the surf with my coloured highlighters and my smelly gel pens and I was filling in my diary and going, okay, well, if my goal is to get an honourable mention or better, what do I need to be doing and where do I need to be by the time the competition uh comes around. So I had a look in my diary, marked out some key dates in the calendar and then went, okay, well, if they're the key dates and that's sort of my marker, so there's things like exams and other workshops and, and things you can do throughout the year, um, what do I need to be doing every week to know that I'm improving? Because how do you possibly measure improving yourself when it comes to, to ballet? Uh, and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to each and every lesson that I go to and think, keeping in mind, I was doing about 30 hours a week. So I was dancing most nights and all weekends, Saturday and Sunday. Every single time I walk into the studio, I'm going to give it 100%. And whether it's give it 100% at the bar, which is you may or may not be familiar with a ballet bar, but that's normally where, the, where you start. Uh, or I'm going to give 100% when we come in to do the centre work, which is sort of the um, adage and the arm movements, port de bras. Or I'm give it, going to give it 100% when it comes to the allegro, which is sort of the small jumps and also my least favourite part of dancing. Or I'm going to give it my all when it comes to the, the grand allegro, which is the larger jumps, the split leaps that you would have seen if you're not familiar uh, with ballet. So I, I set that sort of intention in January uh, and then ballet went through the, the same cycle as a school year does. So each and every lesson I rocked up at the studio ready with my mind and uh, my eye on the prize, so to speak. So went in very, very, very focused to make sure that I actually gave it 100% because you can. You can be easy. Um, you know, it's a lot of physical effort. You can give yourself a break and have a drink break and take it a bit take a bit of a sloppy <laughs> a sloppy turn when your teacher's not watching. There's a lot of ways to uh, to be lazy when it comes to ballet, and I had figured them all out, but I thought not this year. It's either a make or break year. Anyway, so that was my intention, and I, and I clearly remember going, this is my goals for the year. How do we actually chunk it down into actionable pieces because it's no good rocking up to the competition and not having actually prepared both physically, emotionally and mentally for it as well. So set off to do that and uh, I'll skip to the good bit. Got to the competition, ended up winning um, to the point I was in such disbelief when I didn't get an honourable mention. I was nearly crying thinking, now I have to quit ballet uh, and then won it. So uh, I have been goal setting since I was 14 years old and have always been a big goal setter and have refined the process uh, a lot more now as well, most more efficiently, but also making sure that they're in alignment with what I want to be doing and making sure that we're heading in the right direction. So when it comes to goal setting, I think goal setting is a little bit like plotting a course for your life. So whether you want to think about your entire life goal, uh, normally that's a bit too big for people to be able to digest and think about, you know, what is your purpose in life? Hmm, let's ponder on that. No, let's let's get a bit smaller and a little bit more micro there as well. Uh, but goal setting, it really, it gives you a direction. It gives you a focus. It gives you a sense of purpose. And uh, often when I'm working with leaders, they're feeling a bit rudderless. So they don't really know what direction they're heading in. Uh, they're sometimes going around in circles. Sometimes they're completely off course. And really it's because they don't know where to point the arrow to be able to get to where they want to be going. And how can you possibly 
be putting all your energy in the right direction if you don't know what direction you're trying to go in, right? Uh, so by setting clear and actionable goals, you can turn your dreams into a reality. And it makes me think, like, why is it? Why is goal setting so important? And I think there's a few things. Number one, setting goals provides you with a roadmap. It helps you identify where you want to go and how you'll get there. When we when we uh, fail to set goals, we don't have a clear destination in mind. It's easy to get lost. It's very easy to get sidetracked uh, if you suffer from shiny object syndrome or, you know, you're just easily distracted. Hey, we all are. Uh, but goals give us guideposts. They serve as goal, po- sorry, they serve as guideposts to keep us on track and accountable as well. So it kind of goes, yes, we are heading in the right direction. Oops, we've, we've skimmed off the, off the guided path, uh, let's get back on course to make sure that we are heading still in the direction of our goals. So caveat for this as well, if you find yourself deviating from the path of your goals, check in and make sure if it's still relevant to you and if it's still important to you. Because if it's something that continually happens where you are beep, 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 off course, just double check that it's, you know, it is congruent with where you want to be going and what you want to be doing. Otherwise, it's going to be a very hard goal to achieve. Uh, number two, goals bring clarity to your aspirations. When you define what you want to achieve, you gain a better understanding of your passions, your strengths, your priorities. Uh, and this self-awareness really fuels the motivation and allows you to channel your energy effectively. Uh, now, I've talked about this before. I am quite a lazy person. I just get a lot done in a short amount of time. And that's because I'm very clear on what it is that I need to do. Uh, so it's not that goal setters or goal getters are more active. They just really have a concentration on doing the right things for the right reasons at the right time. So making sure that you're fueling your motivation and channeling your energy effectively so that it's heading you and pointing you and and shoving you, <laughs> gently guiding you uh, in the right direction. Number three, lastly, uh, goals foster growth and development. So they push you outside of your comfort zone. They encourage you to acquire new skills. You might expand your knowledge uh, and develop some resilience along the way. And the journey towards achieving your goals is often as rewarding as the end result itself. So years ago, uh, actually 2017, I decided that I would run uh, a, it's not a marathon because gosh, I'm not actually crazy, but um, there's a there's a running competition here in Adelaide called the City to Bay and it's 12 kilometres and it goes from the city uh, to the bay. Obviously, that's why it's called City to Bay. Um, but I had never been a runner because as ballet dancers, you run around in circles on a stage or you run diagonally across or you run diagonally across the other way. So the most I've ever kind of run was around in circles or diagonally, which would be like, I don't know, 50 metres, 50 metre dash on pointed toes. You know, um, if it was a race, I'd probably probably do okay. But 2017, I thought, you know what, I want to be a runner. I kept dreaming about running like through fields and things. And I thought, you know what, maybe this feeling is, would be quite nice in real life. So I uh, found a coach to help me run. Uh, Kelly, I still work with her today, not for running because she knows I'm not crazy anymore, uh, but essentially got someone to teach me how to run, but more importantly, how to breathe because I did not breathe well as a runner. But uh, it was, a, I think, maybe five months it took to train to learn how to run 12 kilometres from being able to run. <laughs> 50 meters diagonally across the stage 
Uh, but I loved it. So whilst it was grueling, the the continual improvement week upon week was amazing. Uh, the journey was certainly better than the, than the end result, which was the 12K run. Nearly died after that. Uh, but, you know, it, it is sometimes the journey towards achieving your goals is often as rewarding as actually the result itself. So keeping that in mind as well. All right. Let's shift gears. I want to, I just clapped then. I don't know if you heard that through the, uh, through the mic, but let's go. Uh, now let's delve into some of the popular goal setting methods and methodologies that can help you set meaningful and achievable goals. Uh, because I think some people have a goal, but they just don't know how to break it down or even to recognize it as well. Uh, so probably the most common one is uh, SMART goals. So SMART goals is one of the most well-known approaches uh, for goal setting. It is using the SMART framework, so S-M-A-R-T, and that stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Relevant, and Time-Bound. So this is the most common. It's probably the easiest one to start with. Let's break it down. So specific, your goals uh, need to be clear and well-defined. So instead of saying, I want to start running, you might say, I want to run X kilometers by the time of this date. Um, or it could be something along the lines of, I want to start a, a side hobby or a side hustle. And it might go something along the lines of, specificity. Um, I want to launch an online Etsy store and make handmade jewellery by the end of this year. For example, you choose whatever it is that's going to work for you and whatever it is that you're looking to achieve. Uh, The next letter, which is M, is around measurable. So establish measurable criteria to track your progress. So this might be by two months' time, I want to be able to run X amount of kilometres uh, without having a break. Or I want to go running four times a week, running X amount of kilometres each week. Uh, if we go back to the side hustle, it could be around generating a specific amount of dollars uh, within the first quarter or first three months, whatever it happens to be. The third one there is around uh, A, achievable. So making sure that your goals are realistic and within your reach. So it's always good to dream big, absolutely. Go big or go home. Uh, But setting unattainable goals can actually be a little bit detrimental. So if you are new to goal setting, it's really important that you start setting goals that you know that you can achieve, um, even if it's going to be a little bit uncomfortable or perhaps it might be a bit of a stretch, but making sure that you can set attainable goals to build that trust in your own goal setting and goal achieving capability as well. Uh, When we start setting unattainable goals, you you can get really frustrated, um, disencouraged, disengaged and a little bit resentful as well. So my, my tip for you, my pro tip for you is make sure that your goal setting is actually something that you can achieve as well as something that you want. Uh, the R is around relevance or is it relevant? So your goal should align with your values, um, interests and long-term aspirations and they should reflect what truly matters to you as well. It's no good having a goal in place that's someone else's goal. Don't copy someone else's goal. Be inspired by somebody else's goal but don't copy it. Uh, but making sure that it's actually in alignment with with you and your integrity and is it congruent with you as well? Does it 
does it fit in with what you're looking to achieve or is it kind of taking you off course a little bit as well? Uh, T is around time bound. So setting deadlines uh, to create a sense of urgency, establishing a timeline helps you stay focused and accountable. So for instance, you might um, create a goal, sorry, you might set a goal to create a running plan uh, within two weeks. So whatever it happens to be, um, it might go, yep, here's my running plan. Uh, I'm going to build up to my four days a week of training. Uh, and that means I'm going to do some short little stints and try and connect them uh, along the way. And app, if you're interested in running now that I've started talking about my running goal, uh, the Couch to 5K app is brilliant in terms of time bound and, and it times you and gives you breaks and, and all of those things if you're looking to build your running fitness. Uh, I wanted to share, also, sorry, uh, back, backwards, Ali. Uh, that is what we call a SMART goal. So uh, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. If you are looking to get started with goals, I would start with a SMART goal. Uh, if you are looking to kind of mix it up a little bit with your goal setting or you're feeling a little bit unsure around what your goal could be, I wanted to share uh, the GROW model with you. So this is another powerful goal-setting framework. Uh, it is widely used. I use it all the time with my clients. It's really uh, widely used in any kind of personal development, but essentially it is G-R-O-W. So the G stands for goal. So start by clearly defining your goal. Uh, what do you want to achieve and make it specific and actionable? So this is kind of the smart bit. Then we want to have a look at the reality. So assess your current situation and identify any challenges or barriers. What are some of the things that are going to get in the way? What's going to stop you from doing what you want to be doing? This reality step helps you understand where you are and what needs to change. If we think about the running goal, again, perhaps something that's um, a problem for you, hypothetically, had this happen to a friend of mine. Uh, you know, you're not really a morning person and perhaps uh, you need to set an alarm a little bit earlier. Perhaps you need to lay out your workout clothes the night before. Uh, perhaps you need to meet somebody. This is my my best accountability hack when it comes to running uh, is actually meet somebody because we're very, we're far more likely to um, keep a promise to somebody else than we are to ourselves. So the R is around reality. Assess your current situation and identify any challenges or barriers that are going to get in your way and then figure out how you're going to get out of them, get them out of the way. Sorry, not get out of the, get out of the barriers, get the barriers out of the way. Uh, the O is around options. So exploring different strategies and possibilities to re, uh, to reach your goal. So generate a range of ideas, have a look at some alternative approaches, um, you know, throw the spaghetti on the wall, so to speak, throw out a few wild ideas, um, and see what one sticks. Like what is it that is potentially a wild idea that might be an option that could work for you as well? And then W is around will. Uh, and this is really commit to taking action. Is it really congruent? Are you going to do it? Uh, determine the specific steps you'll take and create an action plan from there. And you also want to make sure you're setting some deadlines and holding yourself accountable. Now, when we talk about goal setting, uh, one of the best ways that we can make sure that we're accountable, actually, there's two. So the first one is to actually write down our goals. And there's some data to say that people that write down their goals are 10 times more likely to achieve. 
uh, their goals. So whether you write it down on a post-it note, perhaps you might write it down in a journal. Uh, you could write it down and laminate it, keep it next to your bed. That's what I do for some of my big, big goals. Um, so writing it down pen to paper um, and setting out is really, really important. And if you want to really amplify your goal setting uh, or your goal getting is share it with people. So write it down 10 times more likely to achieve your goal as opposed to having it in your mind. Uh, but if you really want to go for it is actually share your goal with someone to keep them accountable. And this uh, the research shows us, and this is from a Harvard um, Harvard research, I'll link the research paper in the show notes, is really around um, 30%, th- sorry, 30 times more likely to achieve your goal. So 10 times more likely if you write it down, 30 times more likely if you tell someone to keep you accountable. So that's the GROW model, G-R-O-W, goal, reality, options, and will. Uh, another one that I wanted to share with you is around a, uh, a whoop, whoop, goal, whoop goal. So like whoop, whoop. Um, but this stands for wish, outcome, obstacle, and plan. So a W-O-O-P is the whoop, whoop method. Uh, and this was developed by a psychologist, uh, Gabrielle Ottingen, I think, Ottingen. Uh, and it combines some of the positive thinking with a realistic assessment of some of the potential obstacles. So the W is wish, identify your desired outcomes. What do you want to achieve? Uh, the outcome, which is visualize the positive outcomes and benefits of actually achieving your goal. So this is really tapping into how you feel once you've achieved it um, and what impact will it have on your life. The second O is around obstacles. Again, so recognizing the obstacles or challenges that may impede your progress uh, and be honest with yourself about potential roadblocks. Is it you? Are you the roadblock problem? It's me. I'm the problem. No, uh, but really recognizing what a potential roadblock is can be so powerful to achieving your goals to recognize that it needs to be demolished, moved, you need to find a detour, whatever works for you. Uh, and the P there is around creating an action plan that addresses some of these obstacles. So develop some of those strategic, uh, sorry, sets. Start again, Ali. Develop specific strategies to overcome them and then still stay motivated. And this can be things like a mini reward along the way, like little kind of checkpoints as well to make sure that you are keeping on track. Uh, the last one that I wanted to share with you uh, is called a hard goal. So H-A-R-D, not hard as in hard to do or hard to achieve. That's just the acronym. H-A-R-D stands for heartfelt animated, required, and difficult. Uh, so this is approach was originally introduced by Mark Murphy, and it emphasizes the emotional connections and the significance uh, behind your goals. So H, heartfelt, is your goal should deeply resonate with your values, passions, and purpose. They should inspire and excite you. A is around animated, so bringing your goals to life by vividly imagining the desired outcomes, visualizing yourself successfully achieving your goals and experiencing the positive emotions associated with it. The R is required. So your goals should be essential for your personal or professional growth, and they should be aligned with your long-term vision and aspirations. 
The D, which is difficult. So set goals that stretch your abilities and push you outside of your comfort zone. If you've been listening for a while, you know that's where the courage is. Uh, And this really challenges your goals for fostering growth and development. So don't forget that goal setting is such a dynamic process. There is not one size fits all. Uh, goal setting is a continual learning journey. It requires regular review, adjustment and adaptability. Uh, and you don't need to be afraid to refine your goals as you progress and as you grow and even as uh, you change, but also as your circumstances change direction as well. Just chop and change as need be. That is absolutely okay. Uh, but making sure that you are writing it down telling somebody about it. Uh, If you wanted to have a little bit more info about goal setting, I encourage you to check out the episode I interviewed Keith Abraham, who is an absolute expert in this space. Uh, It's episode 57. I'll link it in the show notes for you today as well. But it is um, an amazing episode around how, what is it that drives us to set goals? So this is sort of how do we execute goals today um, and a few little tools and techniques. And his episode, episode 57, um, From Smart to Smarter Goals, Emotion and Reward with Keith Abraham is all around that. So how do we get uh, get to goals faster by tapping into what drives you? So as I mentioned, please keep in mind that goal setting is a dynamic process. Is it a continual iteration? There is no one and done. Uh, if you are really committed to your personal and professional growth, uh, becoming accustomed to how you like to set goals is an absolute game changer for you. Uh, We do have some downloads for you. So if you're looking to kind of fill out a form or you need a little bit more direction, head over to madeformore.com.au forward slash resources. And I'll put the notes for that. uh, Sorry, I'll put the link for that in the notes for today as well. Otherwise, I would love to hear about your goals. I would love to hear about the goal that you're setting or the goal that you're working on. And of course, if you need any help, please sing out uh, because I love helping people reach their goals. Keep smiling, keep on keeping on, and I will chat to you soon. Bye for now. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed this episode on the Made For More podcast, please make sure you subscribe to receive future episodes. And of course, five-star reviews are always welcome on the Apple podcast. If you'd like a copy of the show notes or any of the links mentioned today, check out madeformore.com.au forward slash podcast and of course if we aren't connected already you can find me in all the usual places ali nitschke on linkedin ali.madeformore on facebook and instagram i hope you have an awesome week and i'll catch you again soon bye bye